now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, everyone. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectec. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, Denise, Lori, and Carrie are great people to talk with. You can find them by, by visiting the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. And their contact information is there, or you can always find me online or on social media, uh, or email me. My direct email address is tony at primeteam.ca. My background as your host for the next hour is as a 27-year veteran here in real estate in Greater Victoria. I was born and raised here. Uh, I've overseen hundreds of transactions locally. I've seen almost every situation you can imagine, and I like to share those experiences uh, with you, the listener. You can always call me if you need a seasoned professional for your real estate needs. You can contact me, again, either through the CFAX website uh, or through my own website, which is primeteam.ca. I'm sure many of our listeners here have resided in their home for a long time. The average person moves every five to seven years, but I've had clients who've lived in the same house for more than 50 years. I think my record is uh, 61 years. It's a long time. That's a lot of stuff to collect. When it comes time to move, how does a very long-term owner even start the process of downsizing and even selling their possessions? Today, we're talking with Allison Ross, certified appraiser, auctioneer, and owner of Kilshaw's Auctioneers. Plus, we'll be chatting with Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving Services. Let's start our show with our usual weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline. The number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or you can find us online again, cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on the air. Received an email this week from Caroline. Uh, Caroline's email reads, We've been looking at a house that has been on the market now for over six months. The owner hasn't dropped the price, we're hoping that the softening market will bring it to our price range. What's a good plan to get that house? It's the cheapest house in a great neighborhood. Uh, great question, Caroline. And it is true. The market is changing here. We're moving away from what was a really hot real estate market. We had three years of solid white hot activity. We had more buyers than we had properties. We had multiple offers. We had bidding wars. We had uh, people having to fight for properties, writing deals that were not only unconditional, but also often a lot higher than the list price. Uh, we had people that uh, for, for went uh, building inspections so they didn't uh, do things that were really important when you're looking at uh, the, the biggest purchase uh, in their lifetime. And now things are starting to cool down a little bit. We have more inventory now. We're seeing fewer sales. Things are starting to balance out. Now, make no mistake, that doesn't mean that we're in a buyer's market right now. We still have some more adjustment. One of the things about Victoria, of course, too, is it's always been a destination uh, location. So we have a lot more people moving into the region here than we have moving out. The demand remains high. It's the reason why we're seeing uh, Victoria become a lot more vertical. So uh, we're seeing high rises. We're seeing a lot more um, high density, more condos. Uh, and, of course, there's the outward growth as well, too, uh, to the West Shore. 
Um, now, getting back to Caroline's question, you've been looking at a property in a prime location. It's been sitting there for six months. Six months is a very long time. Uh, the average days on market in Victoria here hovers around uh, 30, 35 days. Uh, it makes one wonder, if it's been on the market for six months, what is the problem? Sometimes people wonder if there's an issue with the house. Is there an issue with the property? Uh, I have to say, 80% of the time, success is found in pricing. So it is highly likely that that property is a little bit optimistically priced. Now, you made a comment here, uh, Caroline. You said that the owner hasn't dropped the price. Well, herein lies the problem. So you've been looking at this house. You'd really like to buy it. Ideally, you'd like to buy it for less. The owner is not showing any signs right now of motivation. Uh, they've been there. They're not adjusting their price. Uh, I would surmise that their agent is probably giving them advice uh, to put the price in a more appropriate price band. Um, it seems to me that, the, I mean, I don't even know the house. I don't know which one you're talking about. It's easy enough for, for me to derive the fact that it's probably a seller who's taken on the position of, hey, if I get X amount of dollars, I will sell. And if I don't get X amount of dollars, I will not sell. It's actually, we're talking about auction, uh, auctions today, so that's a very different uh, uh, scenario. But uh, again, going back to what this uh, seller is demonstrating here, it, it is, um, it's unlikely that they are going to reduce. Now, you can make an offer. So, you know, a question comes up every once in a while. How do you truly find out how motivated a seller is? Well, what you can do is you can make an offer. Because, you see, sometimes sellers, too, have this opinion of, well, people can make a low offer, and I can decide if I want to take it or not. Now, we don't know how many offers the sellers had. Uh, maybe they've had a lot that they've turned down, again, demonstrating a lack of motivation, a lack of um, urgency to sell. But maybe they haven't had any offers, and they would like to see something, and maybe they would consider selling for less. Uh, one of the other keys, though, that you mentioned is the fact that it's the cheapest house in a great neighborhood. And that, too, can be a little tricky. Um, you know, there's that age-old adage where uh, you don't buy the nicest house in a lesser neighborhood. You buy the lesser house in a better neighborhood. It's all about appreciation. Um, you know, so what you're looking for is really the right kind of property. But you see, the problem is that's what everyone else is looking for as well, too which again uh, makes it a little more difficult for you because the seller will know this. The seller knows that they're in that, that good position. Um, something that the listeners probably are going to be wondering about, and I'm sure you are as well too, Caroline, is are we likely to see significant price reductions here uh, in the Victoria real estate market? I've said so on the show before many times. I don't think so. Uh, in my 27 years of doing this here, I've never seen reductions of uh, 15, 20, 30 percent of market value. Generally speaking, values continue to go upwards. We see times of flattening marketplaces. We saw even in 1982 when the market, you know, that was a bad time in the marketplace economically. Globally, uh, the reductions were not significant. Uh, you know, I mentioned a moment ago the fact that our net migration figures are high. We have more people moving into the area than going out, combined with the fact that it's a multifaceted town where it's not just one industry. We've got tourism, military, government. We've got uh, lifestyle. We have uh, technology. There's so many reasons that people come here. Uh, it remains a very strong uh, real estate environment. Uh, so I, I'm going to quash 
anyone's hopes here of significant reductions, even uh, in the advent here of the government taxes that are uh, in the process of being applied here. You know, we're talking the foreign buyer tax, the speculation tax, the additional school tax. It doesn't seem to be uh, slowing things down. I don't mean to get political right now. Just a reminder about the fact that we need a lot more inventory in Victoria. If the municipalities could speed up their uh, development process, even help uh, lower-end properties come into the marketplace, that would really help. But getting back to and just finalizing the point here for Caroline, uh, what's a good plan to get the house? If you haven't done so already, try an offer. See what happens. I mean, the worst that the seller can do is say, no. By the way, if it's so low and they say no, it usually is a one-shot situation where you may not be able to go back. Uh, and the, th the point is, too, if it's a question of affordability, if it is at the maximum level of your qualification, banking-wise, for instance, you can't really go higher anyway. So I would say give it a try. Uh, see what the outcome is. Uh, if it turns out that you can't get the house, then my next suggestion is to keep on looking and just find something else. We will find more inventory coming in the marketplace. That is a fact. So maybe you might find something else down the road, six months, uh, a year down the road. Thanks for your message, Caroline. And a reminder to everyone else, if you have a question that you would like us to discuss on the air here, go online, cfax1070.com. Call us at 250-414-6540. You can reach me direct as well, too. My email is tony at primeteam.ca. Uh, if you are a podcast listener, you can also listen to our show every week. You'll find us on iTunes or Google Play. It's the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll be talking about making that move after being in a house for 62 years. What are you going to do with all your personal belongings and what's the best way for you to get from point A to point B? Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Just as a reminder, if you have a real estate-related question you'd like me to address and discuss on the air, give me a call or email tony at primeteam.ca. We're talking today about the daunting task of moving. Let's just say you've been in your house for a number of years and you're thinking about downsizing maybe or going to another area altogether or even leaving town. What do you do with all the stuff that you have? Uh, we're here right now talking with our guest, Annie Ardeal. Annie's with Act Together Moving Services. And uh, this, how many times have you been on our show now? Is it the third time? or This is the third time, yeah. Thanks, thanks for, for having me on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah. What's the biggest stress that people have in, in this conversation? Ah. Uh. I think what I hear most is people are worried about the cost of moving yep. and they're worried about, uh, it's almost like they have a fear. They're scared. They have to dig through their past and deal with stuff and it's very scary. So those are the two big things that I think people are feeling at that moment. Well, it, because you're taking somebody out of their comfort zone. So they're used to where their things are in their house. They're used to the, the setup in their whatever family room. They're used to all the photos all the photo albums, keepsakes. Mm -hmm. And and I'm guessing that it that this is the point in time where they go, what what do I keep and what do I not? Because, you know, we've had people move from 5,000 square feet to 900 square feet. Yeah. Yeah. I really admire people who can do that. I yeah. think uh, anyone who's considering downsizing, um, they're probably going to need a lot of encouragement because it's daunting. But it's not that hard. It's just a lot of work. So going at it with a plan, Yep. And I would recommend a move manager, yep. like the services that we provide, 
give help through the navigation. There's a lot of ways you can clear out your house. Yeah. There's good ways and bad ways, yeah. and your move can go accordingly. So having a good plan at the very beginning and knowing why you're doing what you're doing, I think are very important. Well, I want to talk really quickly about our, our friend who we just helped a little while ago. Uh, so I, I, I um, introduced you to, to our client. She was in a very cluttered condo. Mm-hmm. So from the very start, I, I knew that it was going to be difficult to, to get the best result for her in her condo, and she needed direction from you guys. Well, what I know from, we've been doing this for seven years in Victoria and five and a half years on the mainland, and we've done this so many times now, helping people to downsize, that um, dealing with the stuff and dealing with everything in a timely manner means that our client's the one making the decisions. Yeah. But as soon as you start to push that out and delay, and if the sale of your house is coming up immediately, mm-hmm. um, you have to be out of there. You have to deal with these things. At some point in time. Yeah, so start early. Yeah. Start now. I would say if you're thinking about doing this in the next two to three years, start now yeah. and chip Even away. Even if you're not for sale. For sure. Right. So, so basically it's, it's time to start. Uh, um, it's like pre-packing for your move, right? Well, in, in Sweden it's called death clearing. I think that's Whoa. really, really harsh. I don't <laughs> okay. think um, Canada is ready to start using those terms. Okay. But what you are doing is preparing yourself for the next step. Yeah. And at whatever age you are, the next step. So... Your house is going to sell well or much better if it's cleared of clutter. We all know that. That's yeah. that's basic. Well, well in, in this case here with this client, like her, because she had bookshelves in the master bedroom in the, the hallway, you literally had to walk sideways to get to get to the bedroom, yes. right? Which really makes her beautiful, spacious condo yeah. look tiny and, and small. So a buyer coming in might not be able to see through all of that. And immediately that emotional response might be, oh, I'm scared of this place. Yeah. This isn't for me. I cannot imagine myself living here. Yeah. So she might have lost some sales if she'd listed when it was that cluttered. For sure. But by the time we had finished with all of the work in there um, to help her to make decisions about what she really wanted to keep, mm-hmm. and that's the basics. You have to know what you want to keep, and then you can deal with everything else. Yeah, for sure. Um, a move manager. So your role as a move manager, what, what, what does that mean to somebody? Uh, you used an analogy early, earlier today that I'd like you to, to repeat on the air. Oh, here. yes. Okay. Yeah. So last night we went to Pendre Farms where they have a beautiful corn maze that covers 10 acres of land. So when you're in the maze, you have no idea where you're going and what you're doing. And it's fun. That's the point of it. But when you're up in the air, they, I mean, they must have had a drone or something take some aerial shots, and you can clearly see the patterns. Yeah. And I think that a, ma- a move manager provides that to a client. The overview, the big picture, and the clarity, and the experience to avoid pitfalls. Because moving can be full of pitfalls. Yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, it can also be way more expensive than it should if you follow a process that um, that can be more costly. So a move manager can avoid all of that for you. Take the stress on themselves so you are dealing with the really important stuff around the sale of your home, the financial, legal transactions, your own personal things and your family, and um, have your move manager take care of the stress of all the little tiny things. Oh, for sure. We're here with Annie Ardeal. Annie is uh, the owner of Act Together Moving Services, a move manager. I love that uh, uh, that uh, comparison to the uh, uh, the maze and everything. I, I would have to say as well, too, that for, for consumers, 
Um, because everyone feels that this is an area that they can do on their own. And I, I would say that if they have someone that gives them direction in this, their experience in the move will be much better. Absolutely. Most people can do it themselves. Yeah. If we find clients who can, Some people love we just it. set them up. Yeah, they yeah. do, and they need to. Some people need to touch everything themselves, and that's perfectly fine. So a move manager can help to visualize the perfect move, set steps in place, and then provide any support along the way. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. I, I actually, I just thought of something that you've probably done a lot of. I haven't experienced it personally, but I have a cl- I have clients right now where the husband and wife have two very different oh, uh, objectives, yes. and I'm sure as a you're like a moder- a mediator, oh, right? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Everybody, if you live with somebody else, you probably don't agree on everything, yeah. and that's not today. That's if you've been married for 50 years. I mean, there's a lot going on there that a move manager can step in and provide uh, mediation, buffer, uh, you know, that, that sober second thought and objectivity, which you might not have within your marriage or within, you know, sometimes it's not the couple. It might be the children. Yeah. Sometimes adult children are also very involved in their parents' life, and that's wonderful. So all sorts of pieces have to be tied together. Lots of people's expectations have to be met. And at the end of the day, um, really, if you're selling your home, you want to make sure that the, the transaction happens in the best possible way for your client. Nothing could be more stressful than having the sale of your home go down because your house isn't cleared out properly or yeah. something even worse. That's always a stressful time. Yeah. Like that, that, the day that someone needs to be out of their house, like it's not a lot of fun. I, I tell yeah. agents all the time that we should do this on a more regular basis so that we get the, you know, we can sympathize with what clients go through. Anytime right? you want to come on do a move for me, <laughs> okay. Tony, I'm up for that. Nope. I think, yeah, you're right. And a lot of people don't think through that. Don't plan your move the day you're closing. Yeah. Do it a few days before to allow time for all the things your house needs, the cleaning, the repairs, whatever it might be. Um, Doing everything on closing day is a recipe for disaster. Your move manager probably would recommend that you move it forward. Um, Scheduling, scheduling all the different pieces uh, is very important because nothing is more stressful than having things go wrong because of scheduling. Oh, for sure. So one of the things that I really enjoy, too, on your website, you've got checklists. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. On our Facebook page, which um, you can get to through our website, which is acttogethermoving.com, we've got lots of resources. But I always say to people, just pick up the phone, call me, we'll chat for five minutes, and I'll be able to give you exactly the info you need for your situation, because we're all different. All of our homes are different. All of our... uh, emotions in our mind we all work in different ways so we're all in different stages we're all in different stages and um, someone might be intimidated to call because they're not ready to move but that's actually exactly when you should call get a little bit of direction so you're navigating in the right direction from the very beginning cool people need to reach you so you just mentioned the website which is acttogethermoving.com great Uh, can call or email oh yeah our office number is 778-351 3888. Great. Yeah, the the moving, you know, it's funny. I, I think about the fact that, all right, when we were in our 20s, uh, you get your pals together and you get sure. pizza, pizza and beer. Someone's got a truck. Right. Yeah. And, and you do that. Um, as we move along, it gets a little bit harder. Uh, first of all, you know, physically, it's a little more challenging. Um, but we get more stuff. 
Sure. Right? Yeah. I got a lot more stuff now than I did, you know, when I was in my 20s. I got to tell you, I, I'm That's one right. who always um, uh, promotes the use of movers, right? Because professional movers are also uh, very important, and, and uh, you coordinate with them as well, too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Anyways, we're here talking about what to do when it's time to move, especially when you have years and years of accumulation. We're just talking with Annie Ardeal from Act Together Moving Services. We're going to take a break here in just a moment. When we come back, we'll be talking with Allison Ross from Kilshaw's Auctioneers. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hey there, you're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector from InspectTech. If you need an opinion from experts in the areas of insurance, mortgages, or building inspection, these are great people to talk with. You can find their contact information on the CFAX 1070 website. Under shows, you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. Or you can always reach out to me. I'd be happy to connect you. And as a reminder, if you have a real estate-related question you'd like me to discuss on the air or a topic, give me a call. Or you can always email me direct at tony at primeteam.ca. We're talking today about the daunting task of moving, especially if you've been in your home for a long time or if you have a lot of valuable possessions. Uh, in the studio with us right now is Allison Ross. Allison is a certified appraiser, auctioneer, and owner of Kilshaw's Auctioneers. Allison, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me on, Tony. You're a regular guest here at the station. You've been here many times before. I, it's great having you here on our show. Well, again, thank you. And I've known you a long time, so it's yes. nice to see you again. Absolutely. Well, you know, this is the thing about Victoria. It's uh, a lot of us come from here and have been here for a long time, right? Uh, yeah, and I think it gives us a different understanding of what people are going through when they're moving, too. Yeah, yeah, that is very important. Um, Kilshaws, tell us about the backstory of Kilshaws. Been around for a long time. So Kilshaws has actually been around a lot longer than people realize. We opened up on Fort Street in 1949, mm -hmm. but our roots go back to 1790 in wow. England. Yeah, so the okay. Kilshaws moved to Canada, to Winnipeg, and then moved to Victoria. Um, and, of course, now we're on Langley Street, so we continue the tradition. Yeah, Langley Street right downtown, uh, just off of uh, Fort Street, the, yeah. the bottom of Fort Street. Yes, we're uh, between Wharf and Government, and yeah. it's a great new location. Yeah. A lot of people are familiar with the old location, which was kind of a big warehouse, and it had a really great feel to it. Yeah. Uh, but now our, our showroom is a showroom. Yes. And I think it's easier to envision what you, things would look like in your own home, but also if you're consigning items, things just look better in a nicer space. Oh, how, how true, how true. Um, now, let's talk about what Kilshaws can do for somebody because, you know, we've had so many clients who have, um, you know, they've got a lot of possessions and they're trying to figure out what to do with them. And, you know, nowadays people are going online and they're, you know, they're, they're either giving things away or they're selling things. Um, oftentimes though, the question comes up, are they selling them for what they're worth? That's right. a, that is a, a great difficulty for people trying to do their own work. Uh, we don't do our own dental work. No. Uh, you know, we, we ask an expert to do that. Uh, so people selling their own pro personal property is a real challenge as well because there's lots of things you could have inherited or purchased, things that may not have been really fashionable when you acquired them that have gone up in value 
or vice versa, because the market is constantly fluctuating, just as in real estate, personal property fluctuates as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, commonly, what are things that people are bringing into you when they are uh, downsizing from their home? Well, we'll make a visit to the house and go through everything in the house and let people know what's best to come to auction and what's going to be better for something like a charity for example we all have things in our home that just aren't going to sell on the secondary market and we all have things that are going to have value to other people as well Mm -hmm. so we do really sell almost anything that would go into a home for which people would would buy so furniture uh, artwork, decorative objects, even uh, certain kitchenwares. So not all kitchenwares, you know, just general kitchen glasses, not so much, but Waterford crystal tumblers for of your scotch. Course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and things that people are looking for. Well, right. exactly. And as a private person, you may not know what's hot right now and, of course, what's not hot right now. Yeah. So that's why you call in the experts. Yeah, oh, for sure. And, and on, on that note, it w- it we see so often people who have, uh, you know, who, who maybe bought something long ago when it had a lot of value. And to them, over time, it, re- it remains something of value. But in the grand scheme of things, on the open market, nobody else would appreciate it in the same way. Yeah, so there's different types of values that can be placed on things, and sentimental is often what an owner has. Uh, but what I deal in is the fair market value, what people would be willing to pay for it. Yeah. So right now we have an issue sort of worldwide um, where you have two generations who are downsizing at once. So the baby boomers and their parents are both going into smaller accommodations. And both generations collected a lot of traditional items. So whether it's a 1930s walnut dining room suite or a Georgian Georgian low boy, they tended to like items that said, we've arrived and we have this sort of traditional front. So all those items are starting to come onto the market. The boomers themselves, as they're downsizing, are choosing to go into more of a clean line, modern style, easy care, sort of get up and go on a cruise or uh, go hike Kilimanjaro. They want to be able to get up and go. It's an experience that they're after now as opposed to objects. And the younger generations are embracing that mentality as well. So while we have all this traditional... uh, decor coming available there's just not a lot of buyers for it but people who maybe bought a few pieces of teak for a spare bedroom uh, back in the 60s that's what the young people want and so it's a supply and demand issue and so calling the expert in to first of all explain those conditions but also to go through the house and personally sort of curate what's better for an auction and what might be better for um, other venues that's where the auctioneer's experience comes in handy. For sure. We're here with Allison Ross from uh, Kilshaw's Auctioneers. You know, when it comes to value, in, in a way, there's, there's no truer method to determine value than through an auction, right? That's very true because yeah. you have people competing for something, and the person who's willing to pay the most is the person who gets it. Now, Kilshaw's has a full catalog online every week. Once a month, we have a specialty sale, and that has live internet bidding through invaluable.com. Now, that's the same company that Sotheby's uses for their live internet bidding. So that has millions of potential buyers 
worldwide uh, in about 164 countries. And you know when that piece sells, that's exactly what it's worth. It's not what you might have thought it was worth. It might be higher or lower than you thought, but that's what the world has determined its value. Yeah, and I'm sure many times people are surprised by what they end up selling for, right? In In a good way. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because people often will look at the one piece that sold for less than they thought it would and forget about all the, you know, the 20 other pieces that far exceeded what they were thinking. Yeah. Um, so it's, it can be quite interesting in um, just an economic sense of view to look at it. Um, but the nice thing about having an auctioneer look at the things ahead of time is we can discuss that with the potential seller so that everything is clear well ahead of putting things onto the open market uh, because that's ultimately we want to make sure everybody's comfortable with the process in advance so as Annie was saying if you want to um, you know you want to start planning well ahead and that way you're prepared for all the eventualities. Yeah, preparation is so important. As opposed to when somebody needs to uh, liquidate like a dining room set next week because that's when their move is. That, that's not when you want to do it. You want to do it in advance, right? No, but the reality is we do help a lot of people in those situations that last minute have realized something won't fit. Okay. Um, you know, there's all sorts of reasons that that happens. But in an ideal world, you start planning well in advance. I downstairs a couple of years ago and I'm just turning 50 (laughs) and it took me a year to liquidate all the things and it was emotional and I'm in the business so I I do understand that I had a hard time letting certain things go but what I did was I would put things aside and I would think if I don't touch that in the next three months I really don't need it and so there were some things that were easy and there were some things that it took a process for me to let go for sure. Uh, Allison, if people need, to, if people would like to visit the store, uh, the address again is? We're at 1007-1007 Langley Street, yep. and our website is killshaws.com, K-I-L-S-H-A-W-S.com. That's great. So many things to consider. Listen, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to pick up the conversation just to go through the process and what people can expect uh, when it comes time to go into Kilshaw's uh, to auction off their personal items. Uh, Having a great conversation here today about uh, downsizing and um, saying goodbye to some of those things in your house that maybe you haven't seen for three months and it's time to to give away. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Just as a reminder, if you're a podcast listener, you can find our show on iTunes or Google Play. Look up The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe. Uh, if you have a real estate question that you'd like answered on our show, visit the CFAX1070.com website, look for our show, or call the hotline, which is 250 414 6540. And finally, uh, we're always looking for guests. So if you have a business or product that is home or real estate related and would like to be a guest on this show, just let me know. Or if you have recommendations of what you'd like to hear on this program, I would be happy to bring them forward to you. My personal email address is tony at primeteam.ca. We're having a great conversation today with Annie Ardeal from Act Together, Act Together Moving Services and Allison Ross from Kilshaw's Auctioneers um, about downsizing and about making a move. We were just having a conversation with Allison. I want to pick it up again. Um, what can people expect? So you've mentioned that um, uh, staff will go out to somebody's home 
room and make an assessment of which things are uh, appropriate for the auction, which things are not, right? Yep, and we do a lot of that by email now as well. I, I oh, probably, people snap their photos. Yeah, and okay. it's so easy for people. You know, if you're working full-time, uh, it can be a challenge to meet with people, and that's something you can do, you know, at 10 o'clock at night when the kids are in bed. Just shoot a couple of photos and email us and uh, with any questions that you have about them, and then we can discuss saleability and uh, what type of sale they'd be best suited for, all sorts of questions through email. Well, that's great. Uh, and, of course, you answer those questions. Um, when somebody decides to uh, bring their items uh, to Killshaw's, how does that work? Well, the process couldn't be more simple, in fact. We receive items five days a week, so we even receive items on Saturday. So, again, for those people who are busy, uh, we do have lots of time that people can drop items off. And uh, the process is quite, you know, it's really straightforward. People bring things in, we give them a receipt. And uh, then it's usually one, maybe two months for items to get up and be sold. But the nice part about that is it's out of the person's hair. It's out of the home that's sold. And there's no fee for the storage at Killshaw's. So it's just a matter of us getting it into the sale where we think it's going to get the maximum dollar. Yeah, it makes sense. But, uh, getting it at the right at the right time with the right groupings, where there would be uh, other, uh, um, where there would be people looking for. Yeah, items like you know, them. if you already have six china sets, there's no point in adding four more to a sale. It's wiser to hold it so that there'll be a bit more competition for it. Mm. And then the proceeds for the consigner are available the the week after the sale. So that's a really quick turnaround. And the commission rates are on our website, but they're really quite modest. So items selling between $51 and $1,000, Killshaw's just takes 20% of that price. Um, So it's quite reasonable. Right. Well, so basically it's out of sight, out of mind until they receive the proceeds. Yeah. yeah. You just give us a forwarding address and we'll send you an itemized statement with the check. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, I mean, we sold some items through Killshaw's uh, a couple of years back and I got to say it was it was a very easy process. Um, uh, actually, my history goes further back with the old Killshaw site as well, too, because my dad's grocery store was on the corner of Fort and Cook. So, uh, of course, we remember the family uh, from before. And my uncle used to open up. Uh, our store used to be open at nights when the auctions were on. I think there were Fridays or something in, in the old days. So. Yeah, about yeah. Uh, 25 years ago, we changed to Thursday yeah. night. So that is going well, back so, a few years. I mean, years. we've been gone out of that store location for a long time. But yeah, long, uh, long time name and, uh, again, easy process as far as people um, getting maximum value for their items. That's the whole point. And the other thing that we really want to do is take the stress out of moving for people. So it is such an incredibly stressful moment. And then to be trying to orchestrate selling things uh, online or through other media and then having to meet people and those people don't show up and all those other frustrations that go into trying to sell something online and worrying, did you price it right? We take all those hassles out of the mix. Well, you know, this is sort of related, but uh, on, on, a, on a different note, I have to tell a quick little story. I We were liquidating a lot of things out of my family home, and we were giving things away. Like, there's, you know, things of no value, ca- you know, old cabinets and things like that. And, you know, we post them online. And that was one of my pet peeves is when people say, we want to come by and check it out. And, and we're busy. And my attitude was kind of like, you're not coming by to take a look. When you come by, you're going to take it. 
<laughs> right? There's no time. So it's great having uh, people, uh, organizations like Killshaws, and uh, act together moving uh, services to uh, to help people with uh, with the downside. So getting back to Annie here and and the process. Um, when when you first meet somebody to discuss uh, basically consulting their move, how 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 much time generally speaking does somebody need from first meeting to actually doing the move? Like you've done ones that are really quick, right? Oh sure, yes. Uh, you know, circumstances sometimes require someone to move in a week, and we've helped people do that yeah. or clear out a house in a week. Uh, ideally, you are more like Allison. Take a year, yes. you know, yeah. call us well in advance. But, um, you know, anything can be done if you're willing to throw money at it. So if you're doing this a week before, it's going to cost a heck of a lot more. Yeah. And you will have way less control over the decisions. So when I meet with somebody where I really like to start is with an idea of how they would like their move to go. How do you picture this going very well? And then we start to make lists. So some people are very visual, and they might need color-coded stickers on everything. A sticker for what they're keeping, another color for things that they want to sell. Other people like a, an actual list, maybe a spreadsheet, an Excel sheet, or maybe it's just something you start writing on a, a pad in the kitchen. But start making a list so that you clarify and consolidate. This is, this is also really important if you're communicating with a spouse or a child or a friend who needs to be involved in the decision-making, mm -hmm. then the list will really uh, help or an to estate, keep together. Or an estate, for instance. Even more so. Yeah. If it's a legal situation like an estate where a, um, an executor is dealing with it, then lists, or actually an inventory at that point, um, is critical. Yeah. So all of those things we do with a client, but if a client is willing to and able to take that on themselves, we just point them in the right direction, tell them the things that they should be noticing or making note of, and then they can do it themselves. Yeah, so important. Uh, Allison, uh, actually, we just talked about estates. So uh, estates are something that uh, Kilshaw's Auctioneers deals with quite a bit as well, too, right? It is. And we're often called in very early on by the executor or the lawyer because we can do written probate value appraisals. Oh. So there's no point in writing your own list if you're going to get an appraiser in to do a formal a formal listing yeah. um, and come up with the actual values. And that's really handy also for dispersal amongst family members. You know, one person might be getting an A.Y. Jackson painting and another person getting a print. And you want to make sure that everything turns out so that it's equitable. Sure. Um, so we do a lot of work with that. And in a lot of cases, once the family has gone through that uh, appraisal, then the things that are left on that appraisal that have monetary value can come into auction. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that can be a really helpful starting point for a lot of people. In other cases, we'll come in, they may not need a probate value appraisal, but they need values for dispersal. We might just do a few pieces instead of the high, entire house. And then we can walk through as well and talk about what should come in and what should go to charity or uh, other venues. So we, we do a lot of estate work for lawyers, trust companies, and of course, private. 
people as well. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on that as well too. This the whole idea of appraisal and evaluation because that's it's really important within a state where we see uh, situations where there's discord amongst uh, um, uh, beneficiaries about who gets what and what is what's worth what and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, that's it. And again, when things have sentimental value and of course emotions run high in a state situation, simply because everybody is terribly upset they've lost somebody uh, close to them that they love and also family discord can come back up so little things that Susie did when she was five uh, oh, it comes up again yeah. it sure does yeah, and yeah. Susie's now 65 and Susan but that doesn't matter yeah. um, so it's nice to have an impartial third party to come in um, who has no you know no emotional ties to the object or the people and be able to say this is what these items are actually worth um, regardless of what Susie did when she was five for sure Um, question when when people bring their uh, articles to uh, to auction uh, what is the how often do items not sell or find a buyer well, that's why we do like to vet items beforehand, okay. if at all possible. Um, so sometimes people just show up with things, and we may not—we already know it's something that we just don't have buyers for. Okay. Uh, in which case, we try not to take those items in. So we we don't take items in that we don't think will sell. Right. On the odd occasion, something doesn't get paid for and picked up. In which case, we just get it up in another sale. And oddly enough, it's never expensive items. When people bid a high dollar amount, they really want They're it. Committed, yeah. yeah, it's a $2 chair or something like that that people can't be bothered to come. Yeah. Um, and it's not very often that that happens, but we'll we'll get it sold. Yeah. Wow. So what's the largest item that uh, that you've sold in your time at Cole Shows? Uh, the biggest ticket item we ever sold was a painting by the Hudson River Valley School artist Albert Bierstadt, and that was 200000 Yeah. And a uh, local buyer? Or? Uh, interesting enough, because it was an American painter, uh, but the American stock market had just tanked. Yeah. And uh, so it did go to a Canadian buyer, yeah. uh, who I think was probably planning on sitting on it for a while uh, yeah. and enjoying it, because it was a beautiful painting. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And, and, and again, I mean, this is these these are things that need full attention uh, to garner um, best results. Right? Well, and that's it. People, you know, someone walking in might have said, oh, that's a decent looking painting, mm-hmm. but had no clue that it had that kind of value. Mm-hmm. And and it happens in the reverse as well. I had a lady who insisted she had a Monet painting <laughs> okay. and it was, you know, I went to look at it mm-hmm. and it was just a pixelated print of it. Yeah. Um, and I had to explain to her that the Louvre had the original yes, uh, and that she had the print uh, because she had found it all over the internet, of course, because it's in the Um, So there can we can break bad news to folks, but we're also can break some very good news for sure. Uh, Again, uh, Alison, people need to come down to the uh, shop to have a look because it's just beautiful. I walked by myself just the other week. The address again is one zero zero seven or one double oh seven Langley. And the number's big. It's hard to miss, right? It's yes. We've got great signage and Langley is only two blocks long and we're at the end on the left. Fantastic. Uh, hours uh, for the for the store? Uh, we are open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and we're even open on Sunday for viewing from 1 to 5. The only day you can't view upcoming items is Friday when we're doing our turnaround and resetting the 4,000 square feet.
Because the auctions are Thursday. Our yeah. auctions are every Thursday at 6. That's great. Uh, Annie, uh, people need to reach you uh, for uh, moving consultation at Act Together Moving Services. Best way to do that? You can do it two ways. Um, there's an online quote request on our website, which is acttogethermoving.com. Or you can give me a call at the office, 778-351-3888. Great. So much great uh, material and, and uh, tips today. Thank you both for coming, Allison and Annie. Uh, if the listeners here are looking for any advice in these areas, I, I would encourage you to get in touch with Allison at Kilshaws and Annie at Act Together Moving Services. Uh, but that's our time this week. We'll be here for you this time next week.